The information contained on the Real Health Podcast and the resources mentioned are for educational purposes only. They are not intended as and shall not be understood or construed as medical or health advice. The information contained on this podcast is not a substitute for medical or health advice from a professional who is aware of the facts and circumstances of your individual situation. Information provided by hosts and guests on the Real Health Podcast or the use of any products or services mentioned does not create a practitioner-patient relationship between you and any persons affiliated with this podcast. This is the Real Health Podcast brought to you by Reardon Clinic. Our mission is to bring you the latest information and top experts in functional and integrative medicine to help you make informed decisions on your path to real health. So welcome everyone. This is Dr. Ron Huntinghockey with uh, another episode of Real Health. And we're at the Reardon Clinic. And it's my pleasure today to have Mike Shaw with us. And we're going to be talking about vascular health as you age. And so Mike, welcome. Thank you. I'm glad to be here. Yeah, Mike is really the right guy to help us investigate this topic. Mike, uh, is now working as a physician here at the Reardon Clinic, but he's got 30 years working with a well-known cardiologist here in Wichita who's now retired. And so we were able to snag Mike, and I was especially interested in the fact that during his tenure in cardiology, he had a parallel track with uh, anti-aging medicine. So can you just kind of, let's just start with that because that's what we want to get into is anti-aging. I think everyone's interested in that. Yeah, I um, actually, I, I joined this cardiology group in, in um, 1994. And the next year in 1995, I um, went to this world conference and it was an academy called the American Academy of Anti-Aging, Anti-Aging Medicine. Uh, so it, they abbreviated it A4M. So, yeah, A4M is very well known and very well attended. I've been to every conference every year except for the founding that founding year. Wow, That's of course great. I didn't even know about it then. So, well, we want to kind of focus our attention today on the vascular system, our arteries, and there's a very famous quote that a man or woman is only as old as his or her arteries. Have you heard that before? Yes, I have. So what does that mean? Why, why are our arteries so important to us in, in terms of aging? One, they're the main conduit for the delivery of oxygen, getting rid of carbon dioxide, supplying all nutrients throughout the body. But, but additionally, how healthy the vascular system ends up having a fairly profound effect on all organ systems. Because as changes in pressures occur, it, it does damage. And pulsatile waveforms that change from youth to more aged states cause damage on tissues of different organ systems, especially the, the brain, the kidneys, and the heart. Yeah, so uh, everyone's aware that hypertension untreated can have uh, you know, serious health consequences. And in, I guess, in real simple terms, uh, as the as the arteries age, they become stiffer, and so when the heart beats, the the pulse of blood into the arterial system, when it when it when the when the arteries can't expand, 
that is what shoots up that systolic blood pressure and puts pressure on your brain. It puts pressure on your kidneys, your heart. And so all those are organs that are really important to us and they tend to give us problems as we get older. So the big question is, what do we do to take better care of our arteries? Well, you know, one of the reasons when I got involved in the the anti-aging and the American Academy of Anti-Aging Medicine is that uh, I, I met a physician that had developed a system called PhysioAge that was a way to evaluate and analyze the rate of aging in an individual uh, person. And one of one of the six major biomarkers was looking at vascular age, or what they call cardio age, uh, with sophisticated equipment that can evaluate the pulsatile pressure changes when the left ventricle contracts and squeezes a volume of blood out through the aorta and downstream. So I uh, I like looking at uh, looking at that, and because you can start early, especially I, I've told people before, you know, if if people would do some kind of a footprint like this cardio or um, physio age analysis when they're in their twenties or thirties, that to me is kind of like a baseline, mm-hmm. and then you have a point to see how well you do as chronological time moves moves forward. And, of course, the whole game is how can we keep the physiologic rage of aging behind the chronological advancement of time? Yeah, we're all going to get older whether we like it or not. But if we can keep our organs aging at a slower rate than what what our time is, then that's that's the name of the game. I wanted to uh, let everyone know that uh, the original name of the Reardon Clinic was the Center for the Improvement of Human Functioning. And so Dr. Reardon was one of the early functional medicine doctors. And his premise was, you can't manage what you don't measure. And every good cardiologist knows if you're going to manage hypertension, you can't do it unless you pretty regularly check the blood pressure. And then based upon the readings that you get, Then you make your interventions. And so in many ways, what you're saying here that the cardiophysio age is something, if it could be measured on a first early on to get a good foundation and then periodically during a person's life, if the if the changes were occurring too fast, we could make an intervention, do something to slow down the rate of deterioration. (laughs) And we could we could evaluate whether our intervention was effective or not. Because if it is effective, you should see a reversal in the trend on those waveforms that are becoming negative because rigidity and resistance is increasing in the vascular tree. Well, now we come to the hard part of the presentation. I agreed. I have gone through the physio age, and I think my first go through was, what was it about? Oh, how long ago? It was about two and a half, three years yeah. ago. And I was a little above where I was supposed to be in my cardio age. This, this was my first measurement. And so you gave me some homework, some, some uh, phytonutrient type uh, supplements to take. And so 
Before we go further on this, tell them a little bit about how certain uh, plant-based supplements can have a bearing on the elasticity of your heart. <clears throat> yeah, I'll, I'll talk about that, but I, I will talk about maybe one other thing. Sure, go your, ahead, Mike. Your, your body has innately inside of it in youth a very potent vasodilator. In fact, the most potent vasodilator in the body is called nitric oxide. And it is responsible for the relaxation and dilatation and low pressure of flow, increased perfusion, distribution of nutrients, elimination of waste products. And uh, as we age, unfortunately, nitric oxide, like a lot of other things inside the body, declines. So looking at when you're doing some of these like this this sphygmometer measurements and you're seeing increased resistances and pressures and changes in waveforms, taking a look at what's going on with nitric oxide is kind of important. There's a lot more to this conversation and it's coming up right after a quick break. Today's episode of The Real Health Podcast is brought to you by the Reardon Clinic Nutrient Store. The Nutrient Store is your resource for the highest quality nutritional supplements. Every supplement in the store is handpicked by the expert medical staff at Reardon Clinic, providing you with the best quality, purity, consistency, and effective dosing available. Visit store.reardonclinic.org to shop online. You know, and there's another side story to this. Back when I was doing this, I, uh, my wife informed me that I was a pretty bad snoring sleeping partner. And I have since done some things to make a difference there. But when you don't breathe properly at night, you can't make nitric oxide like, you sh like you're supposed to. So one of the main reasons people should get their sleep studies done is to make sure that they they maintain uh, a good airway so that they can make nitric oxide and that yeah, will help absolutely. them to protect their heart and their blood vessels. But you can also do nitric oxide supplements, which is one of the things you recommended to me. Yeah. And, um, you know, there is a company that makes a, a beet-based beet product that's very, very high in nitrate. And the body takes nitrate and makes the kind of final conversion to nitrate. And then that goes into nitric oxide. And we we knew lose the nitrate track earlier on. It was supposed to come through the dietary side and um that kind of gets disgruntled and this route Not everyone loves beets. Yeah. And so uh a lot of people do. So uh, that's a good way to go. But the the nice thing about those lozenges is they they're they taste good and what do you suggest, one or two a day? Usually, I, at least two for the first month, and then you, if you want, you can back off to one a day. Yeah, and it's not just individual supplements. I think people, if they're eating a lot of colorful plant-based <clears throat> foods, there are phytonutrients in those foods that are great antioxidants. You know, oxidation means stiffening, and if the arteries become oxidized, they stiffen, and that's part of this too. And a lot of these other uh, supplements like the arterial sill that we use, boy, you look at the list of 
phytonutrients the, there. Mm-hmm. There's just a there's a ton of really great phytonutrients. This this particular company did a lot of work on the uh, endothelial lining of of the vascular tree, and and they're the ones that came up with the, this one cell this one cell um, lining that's on the exterior of the arterial wall that protects the endothelium from adhesion of pretty much everything that flows through the bloodstream. And when that one-celled lining gets disrupted and broken through, then things that your body has to have, like cholesterol that made out to be the enemy, but your body uses it for a lot of other healthy purposes, um, cholesterol and iron and white cells and calcium and all this stuff that's flowing through, you you lose that protective coating and all of a sudden adhesion and buildup of these materials can start to narrow it down. And that's your where you end up getting plaque in your coronary arteries and it can cause a heart attack. That's exactly right. Yeah. You know, we've uh, here at the Reardon Clinic, uh, I, I didn't remember this until just before our, our discussion today, Dr. Reardon's son, Neil Reardon, uh, did research here on some uh, plant-based products that he found uh, stimulated the production of what's called endothelial stem cells. And so these are uh, stem cells that go in and help do repairs on the endothelial lining of, uh, of the arteries. And so he's got some pretty good research that this is another helpful way to take care of that endothelium. Absolutely. So what really we've got a lot of of uh, we've got a lot of things we can do to take care of our health, and we haven't even talked about some other basics like exercise. Exercise maintains circulation. What's the latest thinking on on exercise in terms of maintaining healthy <clears throat> arteries? I think uh, the current thing thinking is is most days of the week try to pick some kind of activity that gets you out in your respiratory system and your cardiovascular system working at a little bit more than just idle. Yeah, I'm, I'm not saying it has to you know be long distance uh, endurance training, but more more activity on most days of the week. In some form, yeah. the uh, The latest thing is what's called interval training. Yes, where you, if you're going to go walking, pick up your pace and walk a little faster for a minute, and then slow back down again and do three, four of those intervals while you're walking or running or whatever you're doing. It seems to stimulate the mitochondria, which are the powerhouses of your cell. Right. You know, one other thing I was going to mention is that we ch- talk about change in vascular structure and elasticity or becoming more rigid. Uh, we don't want to forget about the uh, interplay with inflammatory response inside the body and the effect that has on the whole vascular system, well, all organ systems. But when when you start to d- generate such inflammatory drive in the vascular system, that's a part of the degrading process of the protective linings and a change in the elasticity more towards rigidity. So I'm a big proponent of looking at natural ways to try to help lower inflammatory response in the body. And um, one of the easiest, unless you're allergic to fish, is omega-3 fatty acids because they have a fairly 
impressive response on lowering in, inflammation in, in the body at pretty much all kinds of levels. So Sure. Well, it reminds me, too, that the basic evaluation we do on most of our new patients is the Real Health Discovery Profile. That's got a, a load of different ways to assess your inflammatory state, such as the C-reactive protein, even something like the vitamin D level. Having a, a good vitamin D level is anti-inflammatory to your body. And so, uh, so again, we, and Dr. Reardon and myself, and I know you, believe in prevention. Uh, you know, an ounce of prevention is worth a pound of cure. And a lot of times people just kind of take for granted they're okay and hope that the bad thing doesn't happen. But uh, it's always better to invest in understanding where you are now so that you can take early intervention and prevent the bad thing down the road. I absolutely agree. I mean, that'll what you don't know can't hurt you. <laughs> Can kill you. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think we've hit a lot of the big topics, Mike. I just know it's been great having you come and join us here at uh, Reardon Clinic and bringing your understanding of uh, the importance of anti-aging. So before we go, could you just tell us a little bit more about PhysioAge and is that something hard to get into, or is that available to anyone that's interested in looking at their overall uh, health age? Yeah, I think anybody that's interested in, like I said, creating that uh, baseline footprint that then becomes your mark on how things change or improve as time moves forward it is, a, is a great concept. And the, the physio program is basically comprised of six major biomarkers, but it also includes many other testing components that are combined in with it. But the uh, there's four testing uh, biomarkers, and there's two blood biomarkers, one that looks at immune advanced immune system function and the other one that looks at cell aging by evaluating the length of telomere strand on thousands and thousands of cells. The other four, one is looking at lung age or what they call pulmonary age. The other one is cardiovascular age or, or cardio age. And then there's um, cuto age, cuto for skin. So it's looking at the loss of elasticity using laser technology to evaluate um, how youthful or aged your skin is. It's the same kind of device a lot of uh, cosmetic companies use to evaluate in trials the effectiveness of their products because you can actually, if they did a good job with their product, you see a, an improvement in the youthful nature and elasticity of the skin. Absolutely. Well, I think it's a great investment. I've done it twice, and uh, I, I actually did lower my overall age as a result of the uh, recommendations that you made. And the things that I've learned here uh, working at the Reardon Clinic. So we certainly do invite patients to give us a call if they're interested, if they want to learn more. But uh, Mike, once again, thank you so much for your commitment to overall No, you're health. welcome. I can't tell you how honored I am to be a part of the staff here. And I would enjoy or entertain any calls from anyone that would like to know more about the, uh, the PhysioAge system or aging reversal in general. So, Very good. 
And once again, all you listeners, thank you for listening in. We've had a lot of really good feedback. People are enjoying the Real Health Podcast, and we hope that we can bring you more and better information about how you can stay well and enjoy uh, the fullness of life. So thank you and have a great day. Thank you for listening to the Real Health Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to subscribe and leave us a review. You can also find all of the episodes and show notes over at realhealthpodcast.org. Also, be sure to visit reardonclinic.org where you will find hundreds of videos and articles to help you create your own version of real health.